Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. Today's episode is biding your time with a toxic boss. So I have an email from a reader here, someone from Great Britain, and she was talking about working in a toxic work environment, particularly her boss. In fact, she says about her boss that she rules with fear and has fired slash made redundant slash bullied out many of my former colleagues. She essentially picks one member of staff each week to be her favorite person. She calls them out in front of everyone, creates issues, overreacts if something goes quote unquote wrong. She will email, text you in the evenings and on weekends. And it always stresses me out for hours. We don't have HR, so I don't really have anywhere to go. Now, this email was sent to me some time ago. I actually found it in my junk mail folder. And so by the time that I'm reading this, probably this situation might have resolved itself. But to answer this email for future reference and for anybody who might be in the situation right now, let me answer two concerns that this individual has. First, she says, I wondered if you could offer any advice on how best to harness this situation for my own learning. Okay, I'll take that one first. And then the next question is, do I have any advice on how to separate emotions from work and from this person? How can you harness the situation for your own learning? And how do you detach yourself? Now, it's interesting. I've been asked this before. So the answers can apply to just about any situation. Now, before I move on, I just want to go on record by saying, remember, this is my perspective. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm telling you the things that have worked for me. So let's address the first question. Any advice on how to harness this situation for my own learning? Okay. There are a couple of things that have helped me when I found myself in something similar. Number one, I kept telling myself this too shall pass. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, he's this financial guru. And back in the day, he filed a bankruptcy. The way he describes it, I I think it was a chapter seven, which means all his assets were liquidated and he had to rebuild from scratch. But he'll tell you one of the ways to get out of debt is to stop shopping for these, you know, these uh, mocha loca lattes, these $10 things, and just eat a diet of beans and rice. And you wonder, is he joking? Is he, is he just being facetious or does he really mean that? After listening to him for quite some time, I get the sense he means it both ways. On the one hand, he means it in a metaphorical sense, just keep your expenses low. But then again, beans and rice are very cheap. And so the reason that I bring this up is he says, you need to live like no one else so you can live like no one else. In other words, this is temporary. You don't have to live on beans and rice. If if he means that in a literal sense, you don't have to do that forever. Just do it long enough to get out of your situation. So this, the second thing you can take away from the situation is what I took away from my situation. And that's why this podcast exists. And that is, this is a good opportunity to test your ability to deal with people like that. And here's what I mean. 
at my previous job, the one where it, was, where it was toxic and I had all these health problems, for the first couple of years, I didn't know what was going on. I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't articulate it. But once I figured out what was going on, I decided, look, until I get another job, I'm going to try to figure this thing out. So I did an experiment, if you will. Now be careful. If you're trying to do an experiment on your boss, duh, step lightly because that experiment can get you fired. But what I did, I started learning how people respond to certain situations. There are two things that I learned from this. And that one comes from the Bible actually, and it is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, what you say is what you think. Now it was one thing to read that verse. It was another thing to actually apply it to life. That's when I started to understand how toxic people work or how difficult people work. If someone says, Oh, I don't like your hair. I think it's ugly. Oh, ha, 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 I'm kidding. No, they're not joking. They really do mean that. They say that because they want to say what's on their minds, but they don't want the conflict they know will come as a result. And I asked my students, have you all ever had a conversation about space dust? Of course they say no, they laugh and they say no, because see, you don't think about it. You don't talk about things. You don't think about it. If anything that comes out of your mouth, it's because you thought about it at some point whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. That was the start of me understanding how toxic people operate. Like, why is this person doing this? That leads me to Newton's third law of motion. To every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The way people act, it has to come from somewhere. If a person is controlling, it comes from a place of them feeling that they're not in control. Otherwise, why do that? Now, that might be a gross oversimplification. If you say, Dr. Williams, that's a gross oversimplification. I, I couldn't argue that. I understand. But again, this is how I understood how to deal with people. So this is the second thing you learn. You learn how to deal with people. It's one thing to listen to a podcast and say, oh, yes, Dr. Williams, I like that very much. But remember, I didn't learn this from a podcast. I didn't read a book. Like and I've said before, I'm not a psychologist. This was just a basic observation and me seeing this person. And then I got to the point where I was actually able to predict what this person would say or do. Uh, maybe not verbatim what they would say, but at least I could, I, I was pretty much in the ballpark. And so that helped me to protect myself. And I realized the most important thing is in my tagline. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them. All right. So that's the second thing you can learn just how to do or how to observe people, how to predict things and just how to protect yourself. Now, the third thing that I learned from that situation is I actually learned a higher paying skill or I learned a trade, but believe it or not, I learned how to fix cars. <laughs> I, I made mention of this some episodes ago that I actually had a scholarship to go, I had a tool scholarship to work on Toyotas back when I was in high school. I didn't take that route because I wanted something higher than associates. I wanted an actual bachelor's. Maybe I should have taken the car job, who knows? But yeah, I actually learned how to fix cars. And I had a neighbor call me about a car she was, she wanted to buy. And you know what? I was thinking I could do this for a living where for 100, you know, some 100 some odd dollars, I could go look at a car and check it out and maybe do a test drive and I can immediately determine what's wrong with the car or some issues you might have down the road. And some people do that. So that's another thing you can learn. All right. If you're not at this job anymore or you're at another job, you ask yourself, what can I do in my spare time that would ensure that I never find myself in this situation again? All right. So those were the answers to the first question and how to harness the situation for learning. Just let me recap. 
Tell yourself this too shall pass. You will learn patience. You will learn that not everything is permanent. The second thing is learning how to deal with people, learning really those social skills to keep your, to keep you on your feet and to protect yourself. And then the third thing, learning a higher paying skill or a trade. Just, just go on YouTube. I'm actually learning how to build Murphy beds, believe it or not. Okay. So now the second part of this email is, do you have any advice on how to separate emotions from work? Let me put it to you this way. I am not the end all be all here. My perspective is not the only perspective. There are other perspectives. But since you're asking me, here it is. There was a woman who had a situation where she was a caretaker and she was having some issues. And she was saying, how do I detach myself from this? And my response is, it's going to be very difficult because of this simple thing. If you are attached to the outcome, it's hard to detach yourself from the situation that brought about the outcome. Let me explain that. If you're in a situation where you're working and if you got fired today, tomorrow you'll be out in the streets. You are probably concerned about that. You're probably concerned. Oh, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? How am I going to take care of this, that, and the other thing? If you're concerned about that, it's going to be hard to detach yourself from the current situation because you're so concerned about the outcome itself. In my situation, when I was at work, once I got to a point where I told myself I wasn't going to be here another year, my demeanor changed. My whole countenance changed. I was more vocal. I was a lot more assertive. Why? Because I didn't care. That's when I was able to detach myself because I didn't care about the outcome. I had another job lined up for me. So yeah, give me your best shot. You're not getting under my skin. Now let's take another scenario. If today you lost your job and you knew you would have another one lined up tomorrow, do you think your current situation would really be that much of an issue? And probably you, you probably would have left long before now. I'm not saying that this is impossible, but it is difficult to detach yourself from the current situation if you're attached to the outcome of that situation. You hear what I'm saying? So let me put it to you this way. Rather than focusing on detaching yourself from the current situation, detach yourself from the outcome. If you can't do it, then you might have a little difficulty detaching from the current situation. All right. But like I said, it's not impossible. So if it is difficult for you, let's go back to what I said before that this too shall pass. Say, Hey, this too shall pass. I won't be here forever. And while I'm here, I'm going to learn how to deal with difficult or toxic people. Okay. I'm, I'm going to learn. So this, if I ever find myself in this situation, I will never be this vulnerable again, or I'm going to learn a trade. So I won't have to be in that situation. There you go. It kind of, it kind of circles back to what I said in the beginning, detach yourself from the outcome or go back to those three things I talked about. These two shall pass, learn how to deal with people and you learn higher paying skills or trade. All right. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxic people detox. Dot com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.